0: Well, Shane, uh, we went pretty long here, so mm-hmm. let's kick it over to our interview with uh, Thomas Goldcamp, Swamp 24-7. We're pleased to be joined by Thomas Goldcamp, 24-7 Sports, and you can follow him on Twitter at Thomas Goldcamp, and the podcast Swamp 24 one of the outstanding Florida podcasts and websites there on the internet. Thank you, Thomas, for joining me. I really appreciate you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Now, I wanted to start with this. I don't know how much you were – I can only imagine how hard you're working and probably getting as much sleep as you can right now. But <laughs> do you think Dan Mullen is the happiest coach in America that we got the pole assassin story coming out of Austin late last
1: night? Yeah, you know, I, I can't imagine it hurts. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> anything to uh, deflect away from, I think, the comments that uh, he's made here in the last you know 72 hours or so uh kind of kind of take a little bit heat off him I'm sure he's happy but yeah
0: okay seriously though that is other than the pole assassin Dan Mullen and and everything that's going on in Gainesville that really is the the hot topic right now not only in the SEC but I think you could argue in the country and so let's just start right there what did you make of Dan Mullen's decision to basically uh you know punt the ball when asked about recruiting And, and what did you think about him just not even wanting to get into that
1: Um, I mean, uh, so I get it on the one hand, right? I mean, uh, and I don't think it's a mistake that, you know, Kirby Smart made it a point after the win Saturday to bring it up in his press conference. I mean, quite simply, obviously, Florida is recruiting against Georgia for a lot of these, you know, top-end guys. And I think the sense in the Florida fan base is that Florida needs to regularly land a few more of these top 50, top 100, five-star type prospects. And, you know, um, unfortunately for Dan Mullen things didn't go well on the field this year and I think you know kind of the way that he approached the recruiting angle uh, unfortunately I think for a lot of Florida fans created frustration because there is a a very tangible gap in recruiting and and I don't think that necessarily showed up necessarily as much on the field Saturday as a lot of people are probably making it out to be but it's a real factor and you're not going to win in the SEC without elite talent and so for Dan Mullen to to kind of take the approach he did, you know, of kind of bristling at questions about recruiting, and and granted, he's been asked them a couple times now, so it it is it is something that's come up a number of times. I just think that shows that there's a little bit of maybe a disconnect from you know what fans want to see and hear as far as okay, we understand Georgia is recruiting lights out, we understand Kirby Smart's doing a great job. What are we going to do to make sure that you know last year where we went and beat Georgia? Isn't kind of a one-off situation, right? And I think the easiest thing you can point to is recruiting. For Dan Mullen to to address the question the way that he did, he kind of turned himself into a punchline on that front rather than giving a, a sort of coach speak answer that you know doesn't necessarily change anything on the recruiting front, but at least gives you the perception that he's aware of the problem and is working to fix it. And I I thought that was a big mistake.
0: Are you surprised at all that uh, you know he's he's having these issues? With uh, public perception, given the fact that he's so experienced, I mean, this is a guy that has been a SEC head coach, obviously at two schools now, and he's he's been doing this a long, long time. And from what I understand, I mean, they they've, they've kind of had to sit him down and talk to him following the you know pack the swamp and the and the Vader stuff and the the Oklahoma post game. I mean, I would think at this point he would he would realize you know it's not his fault that this stuff trends on social media social media was partly to blame for for all the the viral tweets yesterday but are you surprised at all that he's just not kind of like learned that lesson so to speak
1: to some degree yes you know i i think as a coach it's probably very easy to get wrapped up in the minutia in the moment and i think Dan Mullen looking at a four and four team says hey you know, there's certain things that we need to fix right now to, to get this season kind of going where we want it to get. And I, I would like to think that, you know, after going through, you know, kind of the grind that he went through at Florida as an offensive coordinator with Urban Meyer and feeling some of the pressure that Urban went through, you would hope that he'd have a better grasp on that. But I got to be honest, I mean, the the landscape has changed a lot in terms of, how quickly things can spiral on you with social media. You know that. You know when Urban Meyer was around, that was very, very early days for Twitter. uh wasn't really a thing in that that time period. And you know, you still had the pressure, but I think it manifests in in kind of different ways. And you you would think, you know, certainly with his time at Florida, watching what Jim McElwain went through from afar, you know, while he was at Mississippi State, you would think that he'd have a better grasp on it. But I think. You know, right or wrong, he, he's now taking the approach that, um, you know, previous coaches have taken. And and I think, unfortunately, it's starting to sound more like an us versus them kind of thing with the fan base and the pressure that right or wrong is coming from the fan base. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, am I surprised? Yeah, a little bit.
0: And that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you next. Obviously, they've kind of shut down all the uh, media availabilities of, aside from the, you know, that they have to do the weekly call on Wednesday. Uh, What's your read on on why that decision was made? And and was that a surprise to you?
1: Um, Yeah, it was surprising. Uh, I think talking to a couple sources around the program is is pretty clearly a decision that's coming from Dan Mullen. And, you know, I think part of that is he wants to circle the wagons and have his players understand that, hey, you know, we are at a series point here. We need to lock it in. We haven't done that. You know, as as a Florida fan, you would have hoped that that would have happened after the Kentucky loss, but it didn't. And so they're here. I, I tend to think, you know, again, this is as much a perception issue now um, as far as turning into a kind of a PR fiasco as you know the actual problems of Florida being four and four. And like I said, I think you know the perception has spiraled away from him very quickly. I think the intent was to kind of rally the troops behind closed doors, and unfortunately, because of the way he answered certain questions in his Monday press conference and then the, you know, the move to, to shut down the media, it instead has looked like you know, kind of a panic move, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now, I wanted to ask you, I know you're not, uh, Blake, your your podcast co-host is more of the recruiting guy, so I, I don't want to ask you anything too in-depth on the recruiting, but I do want to ask you the issues that they're having, particularly with this recruiting class. Do you think that is, um, you know, partly because it certainly seems like a number of the assistants may not be returning, so there's uncertainty there, or, do you think there's a larger issue within the program than why the the recruiting is kind of floundering at the
1: moment? Well, I think uncertainty never helps in recruiting, right? And I think a lot of people knew really from the end of last year that, you know, defensive coordinator Todd Granton was going to be on a bit of a hot seat this year. And, you know, despite the fact that the defense really hasn't been at fault a whole lot this year in terms of wins and losses, other than really the LSU game. You, you kind of know where that one's headed. And so I think that does add some uncertainty into the mix. You know, both of the two guys that he committed after that LSU game were on the defensive side of the football. And, um, you know, I, I think really for me, though, the recruiting thing, and again, like you said, Blake, uh, Blake Alderman, my co host on the podcast, is, is much more plugged into the recruiting side. But to me, it just, it's kind of part of what we were talking about before, is it, it kind of trickles down from the top, right? And where you see Kirby Smart, talking about recruiting right after a game, and Dan Owen takes the opposite approach of saying, hey, we'll talk recruiting after the season. You know, we're focused on the season right now. That belies, that I think, the, the underlying issue, that it's the, the emphasis coming from the top down. In my opinion, this isn't where it needs to be from Dan Owen.
0: Now, I hate to even ask you this, because I don't, I don't want to put you in a tough spot or anything, but, and, I, and, and hell, I think if the Florida Gators win the next four and they go to a bowl game and win it, I mean, this narrative could change here in a month's time, so to speak. But would you be surprised at all if Dan Mullen is not the head coach next season at the Florida Gators? and And again, I'm not asking you to predict whether he will be or not. but i'm just I'm just wondering if you'd be surprised if he's not there at this point?
1: I would be. I would be. i think I think you know, given his relationship with the athletic director Scott Strickland, I think given the fact that you saw what, you know Florida, could potentially be capable of with Dan Mullen in glimpses last year, you know, when he had a, an elite quarterback in Kyle Trask and really Florida was a defensive way, you know, from being a college football playoff contender. I think that's kind of the the frustrating part with Mullen is you can make a case both ways. And I think it can be a pretty compelling case both ways. Now, you know, I, I think the bigger thing to watch at Florida down the stretch here is I, I, I think it would be a lot would have to happen going the wrong way for Dan Mullen not to be the coach in 2022. But to me, the more important thing is which of the changes that a lot of people feel he needs to make are going to be ones that he'll actually make. And, and those are, you know, talking about some of those staff changes, you know, bringing in uh, presumably a new defensive coordinator with a little different set of ideas, bringing in maybe another assistant coach or two that can help you on the recruiting trail. Those are the things that Dan Mullen is going to have to figure out whether or not he wants to do this offseason. And I think that's going to be more important. Um, But I don't think we're quite yet at the point where you're talking about Dan Mullen not being the coach after this season.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you expect from the quarterback rotation the rest of the season? I mean, have they turned it over officially, do you think, to Anthony Richardson, even though he, he struggled against Georgia, which we all know has got the best defense in the country?
1: You know, I don't know. And part of that is we don't really know the severity of the injury that knocked him out of the game against Georgia. You know, been asking around on that. From what I was told, you know, yesterday, they don't do a whole lot typically at Monday's practice, and and Richardson was pretty limited. So I I don't know exactly what the extent of that injury is. I would imagine if he's healthy, Dan Mullen probably has to kind of see the writing on the wall. And, you know, I say that. I mean, maybe not. (laughs) I, I would certainly think that playing Anthony Richardson more down the stretch is going to be one of your only, you know, realistic ways to kind of get the fans back on your side, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, last question for you, Thomas. I really appreciate your time, but, you know, going into this final stretch here, look, just looking at the schedule, South Carolina, Sanford, Missouri, Florida State, you got to assume that Florida is going to be a heavy favorite in each of those ball games. But do you think it's a challenge at all, uh, you know, like how difficult will it be for, to get the players to lock in now that, you know, they've lost so many key games? What do they have left to play for? Um, I know you guys over there at uh, Gator 24-7 just added a former player to the staff on, and on your latest podcast he was referencing, you know, how difficult this can be for, for the players themselves. How, how big of a challenge is it going to be to get the Gators up for this, this last four games for Dan Mullen and his coaching staff?
1: It's going to be a huge challenge. I mean, there is no two ways around that. I actually wrote after the Kentucky game that I thought Dan Mullen was in a position as a coach that he probably had never been in before. And, again, I'm not I'm not as familiar with his time at Mississippi State as some of the guys that covered him on the beat there. Um, but I don't think it's unfair to say the level of expectations are different at Florida than they were at Mississippi State. And I think after that Kentucky game, you know, when you talk about Dan Mullen kind of – offering that glimpse, you know, in 2020 of a team that was on the verge of the college football playoffs, you know, in some way that, that makes you a victim of your own success where, you know, you, you scratched the surface of that expectation at Florida, which is to be a championship program. And unfortunately for Dan Mullen, ever since then, it's looked much more like a mirage. And so, you know, being able to keep the players locked in when they've had that taste of, hey, we're on the doorstep and your entire offseason is spent, You know, working and building around the idea that, hey, if we just take care of these few things, we can be a championship contender. And you see that fall apart so early in the season, it's really hard to keep guys locked in. And, and, you know, if you listen to the the podcast with Brett Diogardi, you know, who was last year's long snapper, he said point blank on the podcast with us on Sunday, it's going to be hard. Like some of these guys are going to want to check out. I mean, you come to Florida to play and compete for championships you come to hopefully get to the nfl and a lot of these guys man football's a physical sport a lot of these guys are going to check out for the season and and kind of do that and so yeah there's no doubt man I, I think dan mullen i don't even think it's hyperbole to say this is going to be the toughest challenge that he has had as a college football head coach to keep those guys locked in and you know you mentioned it florida should be heavy favorites i'm not sure if that's going to help or hurt at this point you know mm-hmm. i mean realistically you know, Florida should be able to walk out there and beat most of these teams, but I can't say with any degree of confidence right now that I feel very strongly that they will do that. And you know, it's a, it's a fair question, and I think one that um, you know down the stretch we're we're really going to be watching closely to see you know whether or not this snowball continues to to pick up speed downhill, or you know, Dan Mullen can put something together and start to kind of claw his way out of the hole.
0: All right, he's Thomas Goldcamp. Follow him at Thomas Goldcamp on the Twitters. And again, he works for 24-7 Sports, Swamp 24-7. That's the site and the podcast. Really, really appreciate you, Thomas. You're one of the best, not only on the Florida beat, but in the entire SEC. Thank you so much for your time during this, uh, this busy, busy time for you down there in Gainesville.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on.